0: Coming up on podcast 1541, could the MG4 be Europe's affordable mainstream hatchback EV? Stick around, I'll tell you what I know. Also on the podcast today, the Genesis GV70. It's electric, it's an SUV, it rivals the I-PACE, and I really like it. In the US, the Department of Energy announcing almost $100 million to advance zero-emission technologies, and Alpine, the sporty bit of Renault, presents an electric sports car. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're listening in the world. It's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information, second weekend edition, because I just love doing this seven days a week for you. Sunday, 24th of July. Today, my name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story so you don't have to, because I know you're busy. And I don't mind sifting through hundreds, sometimes thousands of articles a day just to pick out the gems that you need to know. We'll start with Germany's car sales from last month. Now, look, I can pretty much write this story and it says car sales are down. No, EV sales are up. Hurrah! However, in Germany... There is a bit of an exception, because EV sales were down by a smidge, 4%, But compared to the wider market. Absolutely nothing at all. It's still a great story to tell for German EVs. 32,234 pure battery electric vehicle registrations last month alone in June. So my German listeners, if you're thinking, I'm seeing a few more EVs floating around, that'll be why. It's 14.4% of the overall new car market. Plug-in hybrids, by the way, because I've split them out for you, Plug-in hybrids um, were down a bit as well, and that is about 11.7% of the market, about 26,000 of those sold. Plug-in hybrids actually going down more than pure electric cars. So maybe we've reached, I mentioned this recently, uh, peak plug-in. Maybe people are kind of, maybe that halfway house of a plug-in hybrid is no longer seen as attractive as either going Full diesel, full petrol. Uh, I'm buying my, you know, Audi A6 to put everything in the back in my wagon and just cane it down the autobahn versus I'm going to buy a full electric car. Maybe people are thinking they don't need the compromise car of a plug-in hybrid, but they are, the sales are going down for plug-ins in Germany, uh, hybrids. Uh, in June, if you look at the entire plug-in share, though, cars with plug sockets on, which is really the metric we care about, 26% cars last month in June with a plug socket on. Uh, so by the end of the year, 30% very achievable, maybe 35% if things get back on an even keel. That was a Clean Technica story I found, so I'll pop a link in the show notes. Now, this website, Piston Heads, which I've loved for a long time, by the way, but I do wonder how their URL will be used in the future, you know, when there's no pistons around. Either way, um, they're talking about the Genesis GV70. It's an SUV. It's got and 83 horsepower. Uh, it's a rival to cars like the Jaguar Ipace, which I've had. I had a new one direct from Magna. Um, it it left Austria, uh, I think where it was made, um, got off the boat in Bristol, and came straight to me. So I got it box fresh. It could it could it had a handful of miles on, and the Ipace is a fabulous car. It absolutely is, utterly wonderful. Does that mean though that there are other cars that? you shouldn't consider at that price point. Well, one of them for me is definitely the Genesis GV70. It's the SUV shape. It's going to start at £64,000 in the UK, which is a lot of money, but it's clearly, clearly a premium vehicle. The materials are going to be premium. The performance is premium as well. Uh, Jaguar i starts at sixty-six, but you're going to want to hit the options list a little bit with both of those. So the Genesis GV70. Yes, it's a step up from the GV60, Dual motor, four-wheel drive, 516 pound-feet of torque, 0 to 62 miles now—that's 100 k's in four seconds—and WLTP range of 283 miles. Again, look, this is all i pace ballpark, right? Okay, so it's not Tesla's Model Y 330 miles WLTP, but then they don't reach that anyway. The look of this. Now, you know, I don't want to become the cliche of putting another SUV in my driveway, but it's really appealing to me. And you know what? And I've owned estate cars. I love estate cars because they're much better than buying an SUV. If you want room to put something in the back, buy an estate. If you want to go off-roading, buy a Range Rover. Don't buy an SUV. But actually, the SUV style of this, you know what this looks like? This is someone... I. I'll be slightly cruel. I think they've got the tracing paper out, um, found a picture on Google Images of the Aston Martin DBX and done something similar, which is no bad thing, because also the Aston Martin DBX, I think, is a really stunning looking car as well. Yes, it's another luxury SUV. But hey, if Lamborghini can make luxury SUVs, then I think we've we've reached peak SUV as well, haven't we? Uh, GV70, 800-volt architecture. Of course, it's that that EGMP platform, that the the Hyundai Kia, the Genesis cars coming on. So if you can find yourself a 350 kilowatt DC fast charger uh, in the 77.4 kilowatt hour battery pack, you'll be uh, going to 80% in, uh, you know, they say 18 minutes, peak conditions, toasty warm battery, but 18, 20, 22 minutes, look, that's all super quick. Um, A link to that story in the show notes. I've been checking out the Genesis... Website today, I can configure the combustion version, but the EV version, they still say, find out, was it like find out more or coming soon? get on the newsletter. Um, you can't actually configure the electric one yet, so you're still stuck to the uh, configuring the GV60 or the GV80. Now, let's talk about an all-electric sports car from Alpine. That's the interesting bit of Renault. Or Renault, I should say. Giving us a glimpse of its electric future, uh, the Alpine A110 is based on the brand's combustion sports car, but it's been totally rebuilt as an all-electric, open sports car, 170 kilowatts of power, 60 kilowatt hour battery, so lightweight compared to many, 420 kilometers of range, not the longest endurance in the world, but still, that's the battery pack from the Megane E-Tech Electric, arranged very differently though in the car. Uh, To achieve an optimal weight distribution, 12 battery modules, special battery housings developed with the Alpine in mind, four of them placed at the at front, Eight of them at the rear for sporty handling and balance. Um, the Alpine A110 electric, only 258 kilograms heavier than the standard version with a petrol car. So, yes, that is like having a couple of pretty heavy people as passenger, which, you know, that does add a lot of weight to the vehicle, you know. So it's going to affect the handling of this small sports ev concept which it is at the moment because we don't get to get the alpine sports cars till 2026 Uh, there'll be the electric a110 uh, the new compact model and a gtx electric crossover produced at their plant in Dieppe. uh, starts in 2025 for the 2026 uh, model year now in the u.s the department of energy announcing almost 100 million dollars to advance clean vehicle technologies today announcing the funding to support decarbonizing domestic transportation focusing on EV charging, accessibility, uh, creating cleaner non-road vehicles. So you're looking at uh, anything that is not typically going to be using a charging station already. Agricultural, construction equipment, rail, marine, aviation, major sources of pollution. So $100 million going towards advancing a domestic U.S. domestic uh, industry. There, it complements the five billion dollars available under the new National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Formula Program, catchy established by Biden's infrastructure law uh, to build out the national electric charging network. Now, let's move on and talk about the latest updates from JD Power. Now, JD Power have done their 2022 automotive study Uh, it's called the automotive performance execution and layout study and it shows satisfaction with different car owners and the gap between owners of combustion cars and ev owners is closing now typically satisfaction with fuel economy and range is very strong from when they ask people if you like your new combustion car that you've bought compared to the satisfaction with things like the range and the charging in comparison when they ask EV owners. However, the gap has narrowed to basically nothing now on the thousand point scale that they do. And the drop in satisfaction with combustion cars has largely coincided with the increase in gas prices. And in fact, the decline in satisfaction in combustion cars began in 2014. And it's been trending down and down and down until now. Pretty much in parity with electric vehicles. In general, the average score for the satisfaction of plug-in hybrids is eight hundred and thirty-five. For hybrids, eight hundred and thirty-two, and for battery-powered electric vehicles, eight hundred and thirty-eight. The average satisfaction of uh, they spoke to of people who had bought a combustion car, 846. So all pretty much in the same ballpark. Now in the premium segment, Porsche was ranking first with the best satisfaction score, which is not surprising because Porsches are pretty amazing vehicles, and the people that are buying them are saying to J.D. Power, yes, I like my new Taycan. I like it very much. Right, coming up on the podcast very, very soon. We'll talk about new charges in Florida, and we get a real-world test of the Level 3 capabilities of the mercedes-benz eqs stick around those stories are on the way now let's talk a little bit about the small but growing ev battery recycling industry electric car sales may well be booming to the point of waiting lists or a year or more but scaling up mining in the short term is difficult on average i mentioned this on the um the inside evs video podcast that i do with kyle and tom and dom every friday afternoon my time but mornings, US time, is that the average lithium mine over the last 10 years, when they looked at all the averages, from planning to coming online, has been 16.5 years bringing mines online because people are now realising, oh, I think we need more metals, you thunk. So it's a long programme. You know, uh, they can speed that up slightly, But it's not going to be night and day. Most minerals needed for EVs are only produced in a handful of countries as well, making the supply chain vulnerable to pricing, to geopolitical issues as well, disruptions, what's happening with Russia and Ukraine. By reusing materials from old batteries, the domestic supply chain becomes independent of mining. According to the US-based analysts' Allied Market Research, the global EV battery recycling market was 140 million three years ago. It'll be 2.27 billion in two years' time. So it's exploding. Uh, recycling could relieve some of the pressure on critical mi- mineral supplies, uh, says the website miningtechnology.com. I love the corners of the internet. that The research for this podcast takes me, for you, and I learn a lot along the way as well. Hopefully, i pass that on. Uh, now, for some metals like lead and iron, recycling is already very well established on a global level. Uh, not the case, though, for critical minerals because of the young EV market and the low price of key minerals until now. There's not been an incentive for companies to bring on recycling programs while they wait for batteries to degrade because largely, even in the earliest batteries, and they've made massive improvements uh, with reducing degradation but even if you go back 10 years even in the really early evs many of those batteries just keep on going and going and going they're like duracell bunnies right so they're not coming off the road in fact the cars are wearing out and going rusty before the batteries and when they do somebody will say oh i'll snap that up for a resto mod or a conversion or i'll rip out the modules and you know put them on ebay and people will buy them for home storage you know DIY projects. So there's just not many of them floating around. But there will be in the future as cars get a little bit older. So that's why recycling programs are now... Over the next decade, it's going to become more and more important in the world of electric vehicles. According to one study, the number of EVs sold in 2019 alone would provide 500,000 tons of battery waste, which pretty much all of it, I think like 95 to 96%, can all be recycled. And when you recycle those battery metals, they often become more pure than they were. In the new EV, because they're further refined. And so actually, they're better recycled batteries. It's not a degradation at all. Right, let's move on. A company plans to put 6,000 chargers into Florida. That's the headline. I've never heard of this company before. A New Zealand company announcing on Thursday this week they're going to install 6,000 electric vehicle chargers in Florida at commercial sites, parking lots, and development. They're called Invisible Urban Charging. In Auckland, in New Zealand, just because I've never heard of them doesn't mean they're not absolutely capable of putting 6,000 chargers into Florida before the end of the year, partnering with Lincoln Property Company to make the chargers available for all models. The first are being installed at uh, Trust Plaza, in downtown Orlando, they're doing deals with real estate owners, developers, parking lot operators, and clients who will pay the company a monthly fee once the chargers are installed. Motorists pay to use them through the app, which will be supplied by Invisible Urban Charging. Now, check checked out their website and, again, learn about the company. It's a very simple website. There's not much to it. The picture of the charger they have is one from EO Charging, a UK company. Um I've had the founder, Charlie, on this podcast. Um, great guy. So and the EO stuff is really good. Uh, the initial the initial phase involves 3,827 chargers being installed in Florida, in Orlando and Tampa, with 50 chargers available at every site. So, look, if they're putting in 50 chargers at a site, it's not rapid charging. There's a lot of details missing from this article. It's an AP News article. These are the kind of articles that then get syndicated out to sort of regional press and local press and websites and stuff. So, you know, it's top line. I can't find what speed they are, whether they're 7 kilowatt, 3 kilowatt, 11 kilowatt, et cetera. Um, but it's mega. It just seems a lot to put 6,000 charges in um, pretty quickly over a period of, of, of months. But I wish them well. Um, it just seems like it should be a bigger story than it, than it really is. But, hey, for Floridians, uh, that's great news. Now, the website Electric were flown to Germany by Mercedes-Benz to drive the new EQS with its Level 3 ADAS system. They say Mercedes, uh, Seth writing for electric, Uh, Mercedes brought us to Stuttgart this week to check out the latest in their drive pilot autonomous software and hardware. It's Level 3, and it's certified as Level 3. After testing other beta products, I found Mercedes' latest software hardware to be relaxing, says Seth. Uh, why not do it on real roads with the journalist? Because they did it on a closed track and they had other cars kind of moving around them on the track to simulate scenarios. Well, Mercedes said because all the autonomous stuff isn't certified everywhere and they wanted to present some tough scenarios and therefore they had to have some kind of like stooge cars pulling in front and stuff like that drive pilot builds on the surround sensors of the driving assistance package of the eqs Uh, mercedes-benz have additional sensors as well as lidar and cameras in the rear window and microphones for detecting sirens and blue lights from emergency vehicles to pull over Uh, it's a really clever system there's a moisture sensor in the wheel well so it can detect a change in road conditions. And the EQS um, has supplemental steering and braking systems with the onboard electrics. It remains maneuverable when it's engaged, but drive pilot is classified by the authorities on stretches of the autobahn at certain below a certain speed. Level three, legally allowed. Uh, so beating the others, BMW. Uh, VW Tesla, of course, very famous with their full self-driving beta. This is better in that you are legally allowed to take your hands off the wheel, check your email, watch a video, or browse the internet. Level 3 has no requirement for hands on wheel, eyes on road. You have to be ready to take over from the car uh, like a Level 2 system, but you are legally allowed. You will not be liable if there were to be an accident in that case. And for that reason, Mercedes-Benz very proud that they've beaten Tesla etc to the punch with the first to level 3 and Seth Electric was really really impressed um, with this system they'll obviously after you know country by country jurisdiction by jurisdiction have to get approval for this, Um, but that's great technology. Next, Hyundai are in the news, getting $1.8 billion of aid to build in Georgia. The state of Georgia are giving, and local governments as well, giving Hyundai $1.8 billion in tax breaks and incentives. And in return, they will have a plant dedicated to electric vehicles near Savannah, according to a document that I found, which was uh, disclosed on Friday, two days ago. What I found was that um, the deal, Calls for Hyundai to invest $5.5 billion in Georgia and hire 8,100 workers, the largest economic development in the state's history. And as I've mentioned many times, the move to EV is a once in a lifetime opportunity for the states in America to wrestle control of automotive industries away. From Detroit. And that is happening with big incentives like this Hyundai starting construction on the plant next year, uh, making 300,000 vehicles on US soil in Georgia by 2025 and every year scaling up from there. So it amounts to Georgia and the four counties in the Savannah area giving Hyundai about $228,000 per job created. Yes, my friends. It is all about incentive truffle hunting with these car companies now. Um, headline story, late to get to it today. The MG4 Mulan is a car coming from China. Where's the Mulan over here? It's the it's going to be called the MG4. UK sale starts very soon. Is this going to be the first affordable mainstream hatchback EV? We've been waiting a long time for cars like this. And you know, I you know I own an MG the ZS EV, but. What do you think about the MG4? This is firmly a family hatchback. This is Ford Focus, Vauxhall Corsa, a bit bigger than that. VW Golf, Toyota Yaris, a bit bigger than that territory. In other words, five occupants, maybe not five adults, but school run, shopping, Put the rear seats down to do a dump run on a weekend when you've mown the lawn or whatever. Get down the recycling center. They're affordable. They're family workhorses. It's what the bread and butter of so many European roads see. And I know SUVs are more popular and etc. etc. and crossovers as well. But the family hatchback still rules for so many people. So the MG4, 64 kilowatt hour battery pack, 281 miles of range, 450 kilometers, um, not the most power, 150 kilowatts of power. That's 201 horsepower. More than you need. Not to 62 miles an hour, eight seconds. More than you need. And some people expect, some expect it to start at 25,000 pounds. I don't think it will. I think it'll be a 30,000 pound car, and you go upwards from there. Because if you look at the pricing of the MG5, the estate, that was 25 grand, or 24 grand, really, and the new one came out, it's 31 so mg are moving away from being real bargain basement but still uh you know i mean you got the Renault zoe at 32 grand the leaf at 29 the ID 3 starts at 36 so there's no need for them to discount massively anyway let me know your thoughts On that vehicle, it arrives later this year. And finally, the government, the wonderful UK government, have uh, put out uh, their July statistics. As of the 1st of July, we have 32,011 public charges. 5,974 rapid chargers in the UK um, compared to three months ago. That's an increase of 1,721 chargers, a 6% increase um, in all over or overall chargers, and a 9% increase in rapid chargers in the last three months as the infrastructure rollout continues in the UK. I think it's going very well. I never have to queue. More and more places on the motorways I can charge, whether that is just a short trip off the motorway to grab a, an Osprey or an Instavolt, or on the motorways with the brilliant grid serve, Electric Highway, having bought that uh, over a year ago, and replacing all of the hardware. An amazing job they've done there, um, as well as the electric forecourts they've got in Braintree and Norwich and the big hubs they're putting in around the country. Link to the UK government website Oh, it's a dry read, but if you love your stats, I'll put it in Uh, so you can have a look. Question of the week takes a wee break, but it'll be back before you know it. Uh, Email me anything, anytime. My address is hello at evnewsdaily.com. Thanks to our podcast premium partner. Thanks to everyone on Patreon. But the premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, ef.energy. Thank you, Brad Crosby, Porsche of The Village. In Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East. Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East. National car charging for your charging hardware on the US mainland. Same again for in Hawaii for Aloha Charge. Derek Riley getting hold of just about every EV on the market, not just four wheels, on EV Review Island YouTube channel. Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK. Octopus Electric Juice, grab yourself their card. I did early doors as well when they had like three networks on it now it's massive um, but they've pulled everyone together so it put, goes on your home electricity bill i love that because it's my energy whether it's energy to heat my house heat my water cook my food drive my car it's my energy from octopus it goes on my account it's all one bill i bloody well love it um, making public charging simple one card one map one app and MilbrookCottages.co.uk, cottages.co.uk five-star luxury cottages in devon get booked in You'll have a holiday like you've never had before. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.